Christos Fosgras, and welcome to Yuki Life Abroad. In this week's short episode, we will discuss Dom TV, Ukraine's Russian language TV network aimed at people living in the occupied regions of Donbass and Crimea. We will also look at President Zelensky's role in the dismantling of UATV. This and more on Zarkodoni Ukrainsi, the podcast for all things Ukrainian. So today we'll be dis- exploring and discussing Ukraine's Russian language channel, DOM. Now, this channel was created on March 1st, 2020, so it's just over a year old, and its aim is to broadcast Ukrainian content to the occupied territories of Donbass and Crimea in the Russian language. Now, this channel has faced many controversies from its very inception to today, and it forms um, part of a tag team with uh, UATV. And I think some of our listeners might be familiar with UATV as it used to be Ukraine's uh, foreign language media service. However, President Zelensky has reformed that as well and has turned that into Ukraine's international Russian language media company. And I think we can discuss the merits of that change later in today's episode. I think let's just dive straight into the topic. Um, what do we think, Nathan? Having a Ukrainian channel broadcast to Donbass in Russian, good or bad idea? Okay, I'm kind of on the fence for this one because on the one hand, I do see the merit in it in promoting Ukrainian content to Russian speakers. And I know one of the aims of the channel isn't just – I know it's primarily aired in like Donbass and in Crimea, but one of the other um, aims is that they want to promote it to all Russian-speaking uh, people. So on the one hand, I get the merit in that. But on the other hand, I do think it causes a problem when you're trying to claim that these parts of Ukraine are in Ukraine, but you're um, only broadcasting, you're to broadcasting them in, Russian. in Russian. I think that doesn't help them. Uh, well, it kind of promotes Russia's narrative that these sections of Ukraine should belong to Russia. Andrei? Um, I sort of see it like the same way as you do, where it's like a good and bad thing. The issue that I have with it is the way it was really created. I thought it took away from other news channels and pretty much made them collapse just to create this one channel. So I don't think it was a worthwhile decision. I thought you could do it another way. But I think actually promoting, I think doing it in Russian sort of helps uh, like the Donbass region and Krem because a lot of the speakers uh, do speak Russian there. So I think it's one way to do it, but... Yeah. But my argument would be is that this region was part of Ukraine for more than 25 years before it was occupied. And they would have had access to Ukrainian language TV during that whole time. And I kind of find it a bit ridiculous that they're pandering to a very small minority that refused to learn Ukrainian and that they've like made a whole TV channel that only broadcasts in Russian and kind of destroyed UATV, which was just about to go fully global, and that was broadcasting in Ukrainian, Russian, Tatar, and I think Arabic was going to be their new addition before Zelensky pulled their funding to create DOM. Yeah, and I see, I have to agree with you on that one because it kind of looks as if well, the point is, if you already had a, a, a language network, a multi-language network like uh, UATV, why not just expand that into regions like Donbass and uh, Krem? But instead, he's gone for a... I should probably point out that this and UATV are both funded by the government. Yeah. So 
he's gone a different approach where it kind of looks like he's kind of kind of trying to pander to um well, Russian propaganda in a sense. Yeah, and say like, oh, you know, oh, we'll go along with the idea that, yes, you know, most people here uh, speak Russian and you guys uh, identify yourselves as Russian, so therefore we'll give you this Russian channel. There's no need for that. And I think one of the solutions could be like what UATV does, where you have the option to find whatever language you want. But since this one is only in Russian, that's where it really causes the problem because it's not allowing Ukrainian speakers there to watch uh, content in Ukrainian. Yeah. Okay, so I know you mentioned that there are some controversies, and yes, the main controversies are actually surrounded around uh, the critique of uh, the Russian-speaking channel. So there is a language policy expert, Taras Marshuk, and he spoke to Gazeta.ua, and he said that he was concerned about the channel's Russian language command trends and said that it continues the long-term Russification of the occupied territories, speaking about Donbass and uh, Crimea. And similarly, there was a lady called Natalia Lutkova who stated that TV channel Dom is a horror. Instead of talking about Ukraine's opportunities, about positive changes in Ukraine, about something really useful for them, like how to draw up documents, there is instead some Soviet films that are made. Everything is Russian-speaking, but the Ukrainian language is well understood in Crimea. I'm against this channel broadcasting content in Russian for the occupied territories. There is a flirtation that will not lead to anything good, and I thought that was a really important part, that there's a flirtation, where it's kind of like playing along with this idea. Yeah, and I'd fully agree with Natalia and um, Pantaras. Like, I think they've kind of hit it on the nail. And um, the other thing that annoys me greatly with this TV channel is that when they launched it in March 2020, there was a lot of hype saying that the channel would in fact be bilingual and 50% Ukrainian, 50% Russian, which, you know, makes sense. And, you know, you are targeting an area of Ukraine that is more heavily Russian-speaking than other parts, so there can be some space for Russian media, like language media. But I feel like the fact that it's gone fully um, Russian language and the fact that they dub over Ukrainian, that's what irks me. Like just before we broadcast, we turned on Dom TV and there was the, I think she was the secretary of health and she was giving a press conference in Ukrainian and they were dubbing over her in Russian. And I was like, come on, guys. Like, yeah, and it doesn't make sense given that these territories are part in, of Ukraine. Yeah, and they would have been had access to Ukrainian television previously. It's not a new thing that suddenly, oh, it turns out all along people never understood what was being said. No, they did understand what was being said, but now there's this pandering towards um, Russian speakers in Ukraine as if to try and promote that. I think they've just pretty much shot themselves in the foot because the whole point is trying to get Donbass back, right? But by broadcasting this channel in Russian, you're not really helping yourself to bring these people back into Ukrainian society, into speaking Ukrainian and um, using it in everyday life rather than Russian. So I think they've pretty much um, they've created an obstacle for themselves down the line when uh, Donbass does become part of Ukraine again. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of places like Wales, where um, the Welsh language has been on the decline and English is taking over there. And, you know, programming 
for example, if you decided, oh, if a Welsh station decided, oh, we're just going to program in English only, well, then you've got a situation there where primarily a lot of people in Wales are now going to be seeing English only content. Whereas if you've given them the choice to have content in English or in Welsh, well, then there's the opportunity for them to then build up their own language. I feel like this channel would have been better if it was broadcast more or was aimed more at Russia instead rather than Donbass because obviously in Russia, (laughs) they're not going to know Ukrainian along the border. So I think it would have been more worthwhile to present this. Yeah, which is fine. Like Ukraine could have become a hub for like free Russian media that could be then rebroadcasted back to Belarus, Russia, Kazakhstan, where a lot of people speak Russian but might not necessarily agree with Putin's views. So therefore creating an alternative source of media could have been fine and would have been actually quite a clever way to get back at Russia because Russia used to, like Russian proxies used to control free TV channels in Ukraine before Zelensky shut them down earlier this month. Yeah. yeah. So that would have been, you know, quite a proactive step because now you're, you know, taking the fight back to them by showing them alternative viewpoints. But here we are. Well, let's jump a little further in. Andre, do you have know any of the specific um, Program. programs that they offer on the channel? Yeah, so they've got a lot of regular news channel. So you've got your daily news, you've got some um, culture, you've got some sport. But then you also have these other, article, um, other programs which are dedicated to Donbass. So you have I Have the Right. This whole program is about helping residents in the temporary temporary occupied territories and the gray zone to get answers to the most common legal and domestic questions so they broadcast a lot of topics about how to work in ukraine or how to uh, do just general stuff in ukraine coming from donbass another one is let's check it out where they look at fake news information and misinformation and manipulation and covert propaganda and how not to become a victim and how to actually tell which is fake and which is real. So here they go into a lot of debunking about Russia's propaganda in Ukraine and supposed actions that Ukrainians are taking but not really doing. And then another one that they have is called Right to Right, and it's a fact-telling program about real people, the law, and the facts that there is justice in Ukraine, and it works. Viewers of the project will see everything from the, with their own eyes, and they tell shocking, uh, shockingly but truthful stories about the heroes of which are ordinary Ukrainians personally faced with injustice. At one point, life to them was divided into before and after. So it's pretty much trying to put Ukraine in a positive light and showing how how much better it is in Ukraine. These were, these are pretty much the aim of all these programs, really. And I view them in sort of a good way because it sort of brings into um, light how Ukraine is better off uh, being away from Russia and being part of the EU, being part of NATO. And it's also comparing what Ukraine has now to what uh, Donbass or like the occupied region has in that Ukraine's managed to become a more developed country see and that's fine like these programs that they're showing are fine it's just i feel you could achieve the same result by having them either bilingual or you know having ukrainian only episodes yeah i mean put that on uatv so you know then you've got access to not just uk and russian but the four languages that they offer there so you know and given that Zelensky cut the budget for uatv i think and rebranded it as a russian language only tv channel yeah that's where i'm kind of thinking like uh, what's 
What's the intention there? I think maybe part of it stems from the fact that when Zelensky was a TV presenter and personality, a lot of his media was directed only at like the post-Soviet Union space. So maybe as like at the back of his mind, that's his default. Like this is who we have to broadcast to. And while like he did do like some progressive things, like I think he was the first Ukrainian um, presenter to have a show on Netflix. I don't think he ever took it as seriously as, you know, advertising to Russia. And I feel like that was, that's like a big mistake where like Ukraine is trying to move to the West. So we should be presenting our own voice and stories to the West, not just relying on the West to cover Ukraine. Yeah, true. All right. Final thought. Do you think that this channel will last or do you think that um, there's going to be some like backpedaling? I think it will last uh, for the duration of Zelensky's presidency because I think because it's his and he uh, started, I think he's going to take it as much as he can. And um, afterwards, I'm not too sure. I feel like depending if we have someone similar to Zelensky or Zelensky again, or we have someone more like Poroshenko from beforehand, um, then then it will sort of backpedal, probably integrate with another TV channel to become one or um, start promoting more Ukrainian and English content as well. Yeah, I would have to agree with that given that um, I'm sure the citizens of Ukraine right now are probably more worried about like Russian escalation as opposed to... Um, what language this TV channel's broadcast? Yeah, and given that this is a year old and it's already lasted a year, uh, you know, I see very little chance, or in my opinion, I see very little chance that there will be any um, <clears throat> undoing of this as long as Zelensky remains in power. Yeah, like I think the concept is good, like a channel dedicated to the occupied territories. I just think they need to tweak the amount of Russian yeah. and also fix UATV to its previous status as an English like multilingual TV channel. In the news this week. On April 25th, the Ukrainian Youth Association, SUM, celebrated its 75th anniversary of its re-establishment. The organisation was reformed on the 25th of April 1946 in Munich, where an organisational bureau with the Division of Responsibilities was also established. This week, US Secretary of State Antony Blinken will begin a two-day visit to Ukraine. During his visit, he will hold meetings with President Zelensky, Prime Minister Denis Shmuhal and other high-level officials. Key items for discussion include security, US assistance to Ukraine and energy. The Russian news agency TASS has reported that Russia has handed out over 500,000 Russian passports to Ukrainians living in the occupied area of Donbass. Ukraine strongly condemns the forced passportization of its citizens. Russia has used passportization in the majority of its conflicts with other post-Soviet states, and then uses it as an excuse to intervene and defend oppressed Russians. Let us know which stories you would like to hear by reaching out to us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Join us next week for more Yuki Life Abroad content. <laughs>